Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. You know what I love? I love ice cream. Yesterday, I did something I've never done before. I made homemade ice cream for my family. And let me tell you something. It was the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. And I'm going to tell you the two secrets that were not in the ingredients that I put in that made it taste like the nectar of the gods. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what those secrets were maybe a little bit later in the show. But the lines are lit up, so I should do some clap revision before we get to Mary Carrillo. Who do we got, uh, Will? Who do you want to take? Who's first? Let's go to Jimmy in L.A. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Yes, hi, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Very good, young man. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm uh, I'm 68 years old. I'm retired. Um, I helped start a company in Chicago, and then I worked for Hugh Hefner for a while out here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so, well, you know what that reminds <laughs> me of? I was invited to play in a golf tournament one day, and for 14, you know, it's 18 holes golf, 14 holes, I'm talking to this guy that they – and I'm playing with nice guy. He he worked for this big uh, mortgage company, and for 14 holes, I heard him going to Stanford. John Elway went there also when he was there. He played football, kind of cool, great story. How he went into business school, college. 14th hole, I'm about to putt, and I realize he has not told me. I'm missing before he went to business school. I'm missing about a year and a half in his life. Okay, this is the 14th hole, and then he says to me. Oh, oh, yeah. I said, what did you do between bop, 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 this date and this date? I'm missing a year and a half. He goes, oh, yeah, before I went to business school, I was the business manager for Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks album. I like to, uh, rather than hit the golf ball to do the putt, I took the guy, almost hit him over the head with it. I go, 14 holes I have to hear about your nonsense, and this is what you waited to tell me? Now I only four <laughs> holes. So, yeah, who cares about the company in Chicago and all the rest of it? Right. Oh, my God. That's what you should get on the phone and go, Hi. I work for Playboy. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. Okay, you got to tell me, what the hell was you Hefner like? Was he quiet? Was he loud? Was he creative? What's the story behind him from your eyes? Well, he was well, very creative, but, uh, you know, very polite, but uh, aloof, you know, pretty much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you'd go, you'd go up in his, in his office, and he wouldn't be at the desk. He'd be on the floor. You know, was circling everything when he was, you know, the editor of the magazine, and, and uh, he was, you know, a perfectionist for sure. Yeah. I mean, that that was his life. Was uh, was uh, you know the company, the magazine, all that. But uh, that's how he made it. You know, of being all, a perfectionist. Of all the things he ever did in his life, which are obvious, and how it impacts. I'm 64 years old. You can only imagine. This is how you go through puberty with those damn magazines and all that he did. But the greatest thing I think he ever did was when he realized that the Hollywood sign was going to be bulldozed down and a developer was going to now build housing in those mountains. He he said, I'm buying the sign, I'm buying the land with the money I have because of what that sign means to so many people, including a guy like him from Chicago. Were you around when all that went down? Uh, no, I wasn't. That was that was prior to to me coming in. But wow. uh, yeah, I, I heard about it, and uh, you know, he had a picture of it up there, yeah. uh, you know, upstairs, and yeah. So wow. that was that was huge. That's awesome. It was interesting. Man, for All sure. right, what's your sport? What do you like to do now to stay in shape? And what you do to yourself? How can I help? Well, I you know, I play I play softball. You know, I work out at the gym. But uh, uh, I've had this situation that's that developed. I talked to you previously once, but. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it, it started in May, and uh, it's it's in the tailbone area. I have a, a lipoma that's supposedly benign, but uh, it's it's you know behind the tailbone, and it's it's pushing. And uh, all these doctors I've gone to, uh, neurosurgeons at a number of hospitals, they're all baffled. They've never seen anything like this in their life. Well, I know and, someone uh, who's not going to be baffled. Well, Doctor Brian, is that the is, yep. that, is that the gentleman? What did he yeah. tell you? I, I, he said, well, he referred me to a, a colorectal guy, and he says, well, it doesn't involve that. He, and he referred me to uh, uh, Dr. Terrence Kim, you know, mm-hmm. uh, spinal surgeon. And he says, well, we could try to operate, but, you know, Dr. Brian is the quarterback, so you have to go back to him. And he referred me to an oncologist. She says, that doesn't look like it's cancerous, but, you know, I've never seen this, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he, mm-hmm. he said surgery wouldn't really be the way to go. It would be too, it'd be too uh, risky. Um, that was his uh, recommendation. I was on the phone with him for you know twenty minutes. He was, he was super, super nice guy. Let me tell you um, something. But- he he wears cowboy boots. He has a big <laughs> buckle like from a rodeo star, like uh, Pat Johnson. The, you know, to be a surgeon, you got to have some white sh- wide shoulders and some cojones, if you know what I mean. And to be able oh, yeah. to do what we do in the operating room, open people up, and and your your life is in your hands in one false move, and that I mean you got to have that kind of a personality. And I'm blessed to be around people like Earl Bryan and yeah. Pat Johnson and Wanda. So if a cowboy, yeah. and I mean that in a loving, respectful way, tells you, just like I went surfing on Wednesday, and all I got two friends, come on, Robbie, let's go. It's ten feet. It's, I'm looking at the current. I'm going. How am I? I had to stand and I said. I had to leave my body. I had to have an out-of-body experience and say to myself, don't go in today. I had to tell myself that because guess what? I would not be here right now on the microphone. I am sure I would have drowned. You got to be able to know. What what did Kenny Rogers, what's that song? Know when to hold up? You got to know when to hold up. And if someone that I'm sending to you that I trust, I ain't going to dinner. I don't want to be friends with anybody. I hate doctors. I'm not really interested in socializing with like other people where they you send gift baskets and you say thank you for the referral. I don't do any of that stuff. I send you to people, if I don't do it myself, who I put my name on it, that these are people that I would go to that I respect. And if they tell you leave it alone, guess what? Leave well, it the hell alone. Yeah, I know, I'm, but I'm not, I'm not a pain management specialist that he recommended. So that's where I, and he wants to, you know, inject a steroid. No, 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 no. This is what you need to do. You need to, if Western medicine is telling you to leave it alone and we will ruin your body rather than help you and you still have pain from it, then what I do in my practice is I leave Western medicine and I then go where I've had tremendous success with someone like you. I go to acupuncture. But it's got to be the right person. It's got to be someone who just didn't take a class and now they say they're an acupuncturist. That don't count. To me, being an acupuncturist has to be in your DNA. It has to be in your blood. And there is a woman. She used to be in Beverly Hills. Now she's in Santa Monica, who I absolutely love as an acupuncturist. She's a fifth-generation acupuncturist. Her whole family for generations has been have been acupuncturists. When I've got someone like you who's got a difficult problem, who you went to someone who says it's benign, it ain't going to kill you, and you say, well, it still hurts, I forget the pain management. You're going to go to an acupuncturist, but you'll need to go to a good one. And you know what? You'll call my office on Monday, and they, you say, Dr. Clapper told me on the radio the name of the acupuncturist. They'll give you her name. They'll give you her number. 
and that's who you're going to go to. That will that lady, that woman, that awesome woman in medicine, she will get you better. How's that? Oh, that that sounds terrific. And okay. I can get the number of your yeah, office. Yeah, the girls, you. they'll give you the Arnie or any of the girl. They'll say, hey, Dr. Clapper on the Weekend Warriors show was talking about an acupuncturist in Santa Monica that he just loved. What's her name? How to spell it? I don't want to ruin her uh, spelling. And they'll give you the number. They know exactly who I'm talking about. And she is awesome. All right? Fantastic. Thank you, sir. All Appreciate right, listen. It. You're a total stranger to me. I need you to find a total stranger today. You do something nice for them. That's all you'd be thanking me. I will. All right. God bless you. you. All right, okay. Jimmy. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. We'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. The lines are all lit up. I got to talk about Mary Carrillo here. That's the story. But uh, there's too many lines lit up, so I'm going to keep talking to Weekend Warriors. I just love doing Clapper Vision. I didn't even give him a Clapper Vision, but I will on the next call. That's for sure. Vision. You want to hear a Clapper Vision? Stay tuned. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Let's 